0: Recording so you may just we have
1: to like clap.
0: So you just want me like randomly clap on the sound recording. We like, have to clap in tricky. I started recording like a couple of seconds ago. Because I thought if I will be funny if I just trichel started trichel like doing that. <laughs> in- Hi, people of the world, then welcome to your first episode of Stuff That We're Obsessed With, yet another podcast that no one really wanted or expected or needs, but you know what? We have fans. We have some fans. And by fans, I mean our friends. Hopefully. We have friends who support us. They should. They should. They're contractually obligated. And yet here we are on our first episode. I I am your host. Jose, and I'm joined by my beautiful, shaking co-host over there, Joktan. Hey, sexy, how you doing?
1: hello. I I will not stop shaking. That is the whole definition of who I am. (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm okay. I'm okay. I just got got out of work uh, about two hours ago, and I took a shower, and then I'm here now. To those who don't know, Joktan is a stripper. I am a stripper. (laughs) Um, not a very good one, at least, but I do try. I uh, to not, last night was my best night. I got out with a with about twenty dollars that my mom gave me before work, right. and I didn't spend it. So yeah, I'm good. <laughs>
0: I'm very proud of you. Very proud of you. So Thank you. um. Just to let people know a little bit of what we're going to be doing in this podcast. We're just going to be talking about random stuff, stuff that you don't want to hear, stuff that you really don't expect to learn about. Uh, we're going to talk about gory stuff. We're going to talk about Satan and then fairies and vampires and unicorns and cookies, especially cookies, because you know, we're we're fat and we like food. Um,
1: I'm actually going to bake cookies after we finish this. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna talk about whatever we feel like it, whatever we want, when we want. Uh, we're gonna have a schedule at some point, but you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna make random conversation about random shit. Yeah. That.
1: Exactly. That
0: everyone needs to talk about. Like today, <laughs> today we're gonna be talking about demonic possession because again, everyone needs to talk about demonic possession. And yeah,
1: just our very first, easy digestible episode. You know for everyone in the family to listen.
0: So, um, the best way to segue into this topic is the the mother of all scary movies, The Exorcist. So, Joktan, what was your intro yeah. to th- this beautiful Christian family film?
1: <laughs> well, like I practiced in the mirror before, um, I, I used to watch movies with my <laughs> grandmother. She's still alive, by the way. She's very young, um, and she used to not tell me what kind of movies she would put, she would just put movies, and I, I just realized that maybe she just didn't want to be alone, but whatever, um, and I just, I saw a girl crawling down the stairs, and that image stuck with me, and I thought, okay, this is The Exorcist, I don't need to know more about it, but I was like eight years old, so, uh-huh. or maybe, I don't even know what how old I was. But I was young and scared and whatever. I rediscovered The Exorcist, and it still scares me, but for a different reason, you know, more relatable reason. And of course, again, you don't want someone violating
0: I mean, like you. But... You don't know who's into that. Let's just be honest. We're not <laughs> king shaming in this program, so, folks. We're not king shaming anyone.
1: Oh no, no, no! If you if you're into it, if you're into it, go ahead. like. Whatever flows your boats, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't.
0: We don't kink shame. We kink ask why.
1: Exactly, exactly. We want to learn so that we can. I change. think
0: my, my intro to The Exorcist, I was 14, maybe 13. Um, I, I know that the, one of the biggest thing I did, I, I waited until like three in the morning to record it from when it was on Cinemax. And you had to wait until three in the morning because wow. if you recorded it at two something, you were gonna get porn. Oh no! So I made the mistake best- <laughs> twice, and it was straight porn. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. The first time I I waited until like three in the morning and I recorded it. And I had to use two VHS cassettes to record it because so the movie's like two hours and something long. And I yeah. became obsessed with that movie. And then the worst thing is that my um uh, I all the kids from church will sometimes meet at my house and then we will all go to my room and watch movies guess what movie i made them watch oh no <laughs> it didn't help my reputation after so. that in the with the church people but i don't even fucking care those people saw the best movie in their life and i'm proud of you it shame. but that like i said that movie wrecked me like i became extremely obsessed with the exercise. i became uh, obsessed with the idea of possession the idea that you as a person will lose control of who you are for scary. because some external entity came yeah. over you and that to me was just brilliant and then the the, the thing is growing up in an evangelical church you kind of are exposed to this to just like a small degree because people do get kind of like, you know quote-unquote possessed by the spirit and they start talking and stuff like that but when it comes to this stuff it's like we they don't acknowledge it as much or if so what 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 fun things do you know about the exorcist yeah. before we start going into demonic stuff
1: uh i know that they had a lot of there's a documentary i think shutter shutter is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. streaming services out there it's like a netflix for horror fans um there's
0: a th- they're not sponsoring us but you know oh, hopefully one, day, they will one someday. day i
1: love you shutter um there's this uh serious serious about um possess- not really possessed movie sets but you know just bad movie sets let's let's say and it mm-hmm. always what really stuck to me was the fact because i I'm, I'm a filmmaker I make, I make movies and no pun intended yeah. uh, sometimes set can be hell um so i can imagine just have having the regular problems of a movie set but also you know, being too cold or weird shit happening. I don't know how people s- stayed in, in the set after what they saw. I wouldn't have been able to work in another set. I was like, listen, I don't know what happened. So, I'm not going back. I This is enough. I know my job was to bring <laughs> coffee to people, but that's it. I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um... So a little, a, a little side note about like creepy things happening about demon stuff. Did I told you what happened with me and Joshua when we were doing Dr. Faustus?
1: Uh, no, but I can imagine it was not as awesome. <laughs> I saw the play, by the way. It was, the play was awesome.
0: But... So w- we were, I think, I think we were showing Christina and Viamini shout out to all yeah. these beautiful people. Um that we were, I, th- I, th- I think we were showing them the invocation scene when Mephistopheles shows up for the first yeah. time. And then Josh, it, the whole thing is in Latin. So the whole thing is the invocation in Latin. Joshua is in the the flo- in the middle of my bedroom, screaming his fucking head off in Latin, just invoking in Latin. And I'm just sitting right next to him, just waiting and watching him. Cristina and Emily are sitting in my couch, scared. And out of nowhere, the lights go off and then they come back on, and then they go off again, and then they come back on. They did it three or four times. (laughs)
1: Listen. (laughs) Okay, so I'm pretty sure that was scary for you guys, but I wonder how people, like your neighbors. Listen,
0: they didn't call the cops. They didn't call the cops and they started yelling at Agatha and Matthew. When of we were doing not. Spring Awakening, I did. They didn't call the cops when I was oh, yelling at them. Yeah. But th- they got the scene right. They got the scene right. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. For okay, for for clarity, Jocdara and I know each other because from the university, and we did theater theater together. Um, I directed him yeah. in my first play. Was he also your first play out with your group at the time?
1: Uh, yeah, it was the first play. So yeah.
0: Uh, it, I yelled at everyone, but we did a beautiful job. Yeah. You gotta admit I, that. I
1: still today, to to this day I still don't know how we did it.
0: I was I I took a page from William Freak and I was like the director of The Exorcist it's in my heart when I'm directing all these bitches, and we that did magic. Crazy. I didn't have shotguns, but we that, I, I yelled I'm, I'm I yelled just a glad lot. I do, I do my script,
1: but I rem- I don't know. I, I yeah. Anyways, yeah. okay. So um. So, yeah, that really stuck to me, Um, again, what like the behind the scenes of this movie and how everyone technically was affected by this. There was even a, as a killer in, on the set. I don't know, you know this. I'm pretty sure you know this.
0: No, you know there are nine people died that connected to the movie. Yeah. One of them was the director who played Denon's, who falls oh, yeah. from the stairs and is, is twisted backwards. He's the, he's the closest one to the movie. The farthest connection of death, I think it's a baby of someone who worked in one of the offices or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, there were nine people in total who died. It's
1: crazy. If you want to see... like And then the set burn. This. Yeah, the set burn... Um... I'm pretty sure the cameras got, some of the cameras got damaged, damaged, and again, I just, I wouldn't have been able to work one day, not because of maybe the director, just because of everything, just everything that was happening, and to this day, I can hear the opening scene, and I get goosebumps, because I know what I'm going to get into, and I've only seen this movie three times, yeah. There's, there's only a few. For hormones. those of
0: you who don't, who can't see my face, I'm, sh- <laughs> I just gave Jo, Joktan a surprise, shocked face because how many times is it again? How many times? How
1: many three, times? three times. Listen. Three. I,
0: He's seen I, The Exorcist three I, times. I, I want to. I've live. seen that movie at least four times a year. Listen, since I, I was thirteen to fourteen. <laughs> Listen. It's not. It's not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying <laughs> it as a, as a, as something that I'm proud of. I'm just saying that I have a lot of problems and issues. And this movie is cheaper than therapy. (laughs) I just Because at least it's not me. That's all I'm thinking. It's not me. I'm not putting a crucifix in my hoo-ha.
1: Yeah. It's just one of those movies, you know, I cannot see more than twice a year. Because then I'll just, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with myself. Um... I
0: I think (laughs) my thing with that movie, with the movie, is I became so obsessed with it that I needed to know every single detail of how that movie was made. And I think that's the reason why I, I'm I like watching it so many times because it's one of the few movies that I can just start yelling at a random scene and details for no particular reason that I like. Oh, it's because of this and this and this and this. Yeah. Um, because like, unlike like the only other movie that I can kind of do that with is like Star, episode three of Star Wars. Like I can quote along with the entire movie, but The Exorcist is that one movie that. From beginning to end, I can quote it. I can say random useless facts that you don't need to know about. Uh, like it, it's it's that one movie that I am connected to on a spiritual level. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, other film facts about The Exorcist. Um, the movie won several awards. It won one Academy Award for William Peter Blatty, who's the writer. He also wrote the screenplay of the movie Fun fact about that The director of the movie actually sat down with him When they were writing the script And he was highlighting pages from the book Be like I want this page To be in the movie Because the script originally was not the same script And it was a a mess for a while Until they started working together The the movie also won Three Golden Globe Awards For Linda Blair William Friedkin was the director And William Peter Blatty, Blatty for the screenwriter Uh, the movie also span a franchise of so far it's nine films and there's a tv show i think there were also another tv show but i just know the one about fox so so the movies. Uh, yeah uh, actually
1: Mm -hmm. surprisingly that tv show that fox did which was connected to the first movie was pretty decent
0: yes actually actually fun fact another fun fact about that show it was more connected to the book oh, because my the physical descriptions of the characters are the ones from the book yeah
1: i didn't finish they're after not the ones from season, the movie because so. i need to cancel this i'm i'm not gonna you
0: need to read that book sir i'm you gonna get, I'm gonna read get it. your life together yes. right now and read that book <laughs> okay because <laughs> i will so the 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 movies the movies are the exorcist exorcist to the heretic is not that great i don't recommend watching it the ninth configuration which is put a star mark on the ninth configuration because technically it is part yeah of it but it's not a part of it it's let's just add it to the list because william peter Blatty says it's part of it so let's not argue with the man yeah uh the exorcist three which is technically called legion in the book oh yeah and then uh, which also fun fact that movie's that movie's based in a it's sort of based on the zodiac killer mm. and there was no exorcism in that book there's no yeah there's no exorcism in that story but when they were making the movie the studio asked for him to put an exorcism in the movie okay because you know the exorcism, exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> um, the there the, you also have exorcist the beginning which is the prequel does not follow anything that's been established in the original movie at all. And then you have Dominion, which is the prequel to The Exorcist. I actually like Dominion a little better than Exorcist The Beginning. Did you saw Dominion?
1: I have not seen Dominion.
0: Dominion's pretty good. They didn't finish a lot of the graphics, you can tell. Um, But Mm. the movie in itself, it's surprisingly a lot better than what you got in the move in the with the other one, and then also upcoming there's three upcoming Exorcist films and they're going to be directed by David Gordon Green, and I think those films connect directly to the original one as a sequel. So they're going to be giving okay. the X to the Heretic, which thank God because that movie's terrible. Um, exciting. And like I said, there's two books. Uh, this, there's the Exorcist, and then there's the Legion. Um, and like I said, Legion is mostly focusing on the direct, the detective, and it's a it's a Zodiac killer esque movie. Um, the events of the Exorcist were inspired by a true story. Did I, Did you know that?
1: Yes, I I didn't know exactly what were the events, but I knew it was inspired by true events.
0: But, so yeah. the event, So we're going to go into little details about this, about the person in a, in a little while. But the, a, a brief, brief, brief uh, intro of it. I think uh, Blatty was a university student in Georgetown, and he saw a newspaper clipping about an exorcism that happened nearby. And he kept that clipping with him. And years later, I think he was... It was a couple of attempts that he made as a comedian screenwriter because he was a comedian writer before he started writing horror Mm. and he he thought of he remembered that story he had that that clip he had and then he started writing it and we got the exorcist wow yeah uh like one of the a lot of the things that i mentioned prior that some of the that i take the director of the exorcist to heart it's because of his antics on set um he he would do really exciting things to get his the actors to react like uh do you do you remember this, this these things that i told you or did you saw the mentioned the, the documentary you yeah saw? yeah
1: i just i just the shotgun yeah.
0: That's my favorite. I really, I'm not a fan of a fan of guns, but you know, put having someone randomly blast their shotgun across us. I just cannot imagine
1: because you, you as an actor, getting ready. No, I just sometimes I imagine like the the leasing community, is like not the actor, but like the boom man. The boom man just ready. He has to, he does, he has to be the director because <laughs> he's like in a corner because he's cannot move. He cannot move. And it's like three, two, one, action, and then he shot. And he's like, oh, holy shit. He said, oh, we have to do it again. The boom <laughs> man, you know, he ruined the shot. He talked. I,
0: <laughs> poor people. The, the, but the but one of my other favorite ones. Well, it's two. It's two. My top two. My top two favorite ones are the when he slapped Father Dyer. Yeah. In this, uh, when they were when he was trying to give the last right to Damien on the bottom of the stairs, so he just slapped that dude across the face so he can start crying. <laughs> uh, that's my first one. I mean, it worked. It worked. It Granted, worked, I was yeah. I was this close sometimes of using that technique on a couple of you guys, but I didn't do it. I just used my words.
1: I, it did surprise me that you did. I was like, "This just, just." I the, did make you
0: guys time. repeat one scene fourteen times when we were doing I, the when really, we were doing the last we, rehearsal.
1: I, it's just blurry. It's ultimately blurry. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's a traumatic. Again, we did that. Again, that we, we did forgot. that.
1: We did that in a month. Like it, that's a month impossible. and
0: two weeks. A month and two weeks. That is very true. A month and two Still? weeks. Oh, okay. Still. And then my 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 second favorite, my second favorite is the vomit. When the cause the okay, so in case anyone knows this story, so there's a scene in The Exorcist where the priest gets projectile vomited on his projectile green vomit on his face. Prior to this, the the vomit was just supposed to hit his chest and that's it. But they were waiting, and they were waiting for the Mm -hmm. scene to start, and then the special effects guy, I think he started cranking up the heat and then the the intensity of the machine or something like that he did. I saw the documentary last night, and I completely (laughs) forgot to write that part down. But the point is, he started doing that, and then at one point, um, when they yelled action, the vomit went straight up to (laughs) the the actor who was playing uh, Father Karras' face and just right in his face. The reaction you see in the movie yeah. is that—that is—that is that take that they use. That was not supposed to be the take. That was the rehearsal they were they were practicing for that. But that ended up in the movie. There was another take also that was not supposed to be in the movie. I think it's the part when, yeah, when the mom gets thrown across the room, right after the masturbation scene. That's it. that also yeah. was not part of it. Yeah, because she they they, yank, they cranked up the the speed on that too, so they could like get a reaction out of her again. Freaking good director, scary director. So now that we talked about The Exorcist scary. for a bit, and you know we did not alarm anyone with our interest in demonic possession movies. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. So let's just start talking hopefully about yeah. demonic possession. <laughs> but first, we have to start talking about spirit possession as a whole because. In case you did not know, spirit procession is actually a really, really common um, universal belief. Every culture in the world has a form of belief in spirit uh, spirit possession. Like, again, it goes back from the earlier days of humankind all the way up to now. Uh, seeing here my notes, yeah. there are actually two forms of it. There's the voluntary one and the involuntary one. So, again, it also depends on the culture. In 1969, a study was conducted by the National Institute of Mental Health. The concept of spirit possession was found to exist in 74 percent of a sample of 488 societies in all parts of the world. Basically, every like a big chunk of the world believes in this stuff. Like I've been mentioning for a while. Um, this yeah. thing I did not know, and I, um, I I'm not so sure if this is like still a thing. But when I was doing my basic research for the it says that the, the most common group that mm-hmm. believes in this is uh, the specific uh, Pacific cultures. And then the lowest group is Native Americans. And that includes both yeah. North America and South America. I am not entirely too sure that's actually true. But that's what I found. But, you know, let's just, let's, it's not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand on that rock. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to stand on that rock. In case that's not true either way either way let's continue talking about spirit possession throughout the world because yeah. you know I guess I mentioned it's a common thing um so we're first gonna start <laughs> with the cebola or the jebola said it's, it's a women's spirit possession dance ritual we're gonna notice that in a couple of these groups it's ladies who get the spirits a lot of ladies um, <laughs> A lot of ladies, a lot of ladies get the spirits. So as we were to say, it is a practice by certain ethnic groups in the demographic Republic of Congo. Actually, and when I was doing the research, there was a lot of um, this particular activity in the Congo region, which I was like surprised. There, was a lot. Like it was too much. So I was like, I'm not gonna go into that much detail. What really
1: surprised me when, when you know, reading your notes and trying to like, is the the willingness of it. Yeah up to up to today i didn't really put together spirit possessions you know with being possessed well
0: again like like i I, mentioned we we've been indoctrinated in a culture that we are we just see that if a person's entity is the person's wholeness is taking control by something else it is against their will when in, in cultures, yeah. you know, uh, uh, cultures that are not from this side of the world or culture who are more in tune with ancient beliefs and stuff like that. This is more of a common thing for them. It's actually a, a, a honor for them for this to happen. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, with the Sebola people, this is actually seen as a therapeutic thing with the whole dancing possession rit- ritual. It's like therapy for them. Uh, according to some psychologists here in the West, it is a form of psychotherapy. You know, start dancing and let the spirits take you. Uh, The belief in spirit possession is a part of the Sidama people of the southwest of Ethiopia. The possessed are usually women and these spirits demand luxury goods to heal the condition. But men can be possessed too. I know.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if like there's as not many men possessed because, you know, as a lot of people say, you know, men have their demons. Um, but, no, but that really, again, they stuck with me that, like, there's a lot of women who are willingly being possessed. Again, like you, you mentioned before, like, it's like a, a healing process, really, um, in in most of these cases. Um, really impressive.
0: In most of these cases, um, the, the, the possessed just wants, just wants pretty things. I
1: get, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot yeah. of
0: sense. Yeah, and then, the, again, like, there's another group here, the Digo people from Kenya. Um, oh, wait, no, no, that's another one. Wait, is that the, one? Yeah, it's yeah, the same one? Mean. Yeah, they refer to spirits that allegedly possess them as Chaitani. I think I said that right. Uh, these spirits typically demand luxury items to heal the possessed. Again, buy me, buy me nice things and I'll get better. Uh, the men at times accuse women of faking possessions. Oh my goodness, I mean... I, I don't know. Listen i i stand with the women yeah go ahead if you say you have a demon inside you and you want and you want something nice girl i'm gonna get it for you just because i don't want you to rip my head off i don't want you to rip my head off so i'm gonna get you whatever pretty things you want yeah no my mama taught me right <laughs> <laughs> okay oh this is this is a this is one that i i found and i was trying to find more info on it and i might do that at some on a later point but in mozambique a new belief in spare possession appear right after the mozambican civil war these spirits are called gamba and are said to identify as the dead soldiers from the civil war again they they mostly possess women uh mm-hmm. prior to the war spare possession was limited to certain families which I I should have elaborated a little more on that. But I just think that maybe that's it was just mostly like these certain families could, you know, afford these certain things because they were in a higher place in society. But the whole civil war thing that they're being possessed by dead people. Zombies in a way.
1: I mean zombies sometimes have their own. And
0: know, again, it's it's the ladies. Will.
1: It's the ladies. But it it just i don't want to say in a in a bad way it's really more in a very impressive way how how further this possession thing really goes um culturally and i guess anthropologically i did not say that right
0: (laughs) yeah it goes further because look at the Look at the case from Uganda, that woman in Uganda, there was a woman named Alice Aume, who was reportedly possessed by the spirit of a male Italian soldier uh, named La Quena. And she led led a failed insurrection against the governmental forces. So in this, this little point will bring us to our first side note, because we're going to have a lot of side (laughs) notes here. Uh, so the Holy Spirit Movement is a religious spirit movement in Uganda. Uh, it was a rebel group. It centered around Alice Aume, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, the and the spirits that possessed her. Which, by say, spirits, it were, obviously there must have been more than one. Uh, she was told to form the HSM by the spirit of La Quena in 1986, and it grew to adopt a military wing and it wage a major yet short-lived rebellion. Uh, as part of the war in Uganda from 1986 to 1994, uh, also this part was actually kind of interesting when I found this part. Uh, the HSM will later inspire Joseph Kony to begin his rebel group, the Lord's oh, Resistant yeah, Army. Oh
1: Col- yeah, remember Kony? Yeah.
0: Remember that? that remember their stop Kony. <laughs> Who's they? What does he? Did someone stop him? By the way, I don't remember. I don't even remember that.
1: I don't know. He just he kind of disappeared one day, and people just stopped talking. I about remember
0: him. that was a big thing. I thought I think they were gonna do a, a stop near Plaza América about that.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. All
0: right, so oh now we're gonna talk about like spirit possession and like religion in a way. So we're gonna talk about Haitian Voodoo. Spirit possession is a common act in the religion, and you're usually possessed by a loa. When a lower descends upon the practitioner, their body is uh, is being used by the spirits. Practitioners describe it as a beautiful yet tiring experience. Obviously, because your body is being drained by the spirit. So you're going to be tired. Uh, This one was actually kind of interesting. This one was actually interesting. In the Umbanda religion, a spirit possession is a common concept. The spirit of Pomba Jira is known to possess both women and effeminate males. so she knows her audience.
1: Wow! We we stand yeah, a queen who knows her it's audience. So specific. It's like listen, only if you are feminine. No,
0: no, girl, I love yes, the gays. by me. No, <laughs> she loves the gays.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, the queer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which makes sense, really, like because. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, uh, in Sri Lanka, the coast. Veda people enter trances during religious festivals in which they are possessed by spirits. Again, this is, you know, dances and rituals and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. In Bali, the animalist tradition of the animals, uh, of the islands, I'm so sorry, include a practice in which the <laughs> subject will voluntarily submit themselves into a, pos- a possession strand state for a purpose. So basically, they need to do something and the spirit will be like, can I go in? And they're like, "All right, buddy." And they they go in.
1: So, so they're like vampire, but kinda. It's you know more
0: what? like they need something accomplished, and they need.
1: I mean, is that is that a universal rule for vampires, or like only like? Yes and no. Victorian vampires. Are yes and no. Supposed-
0: it just depends on the vampire mythology and who and which one you're depending on. But because of what we do in the shadows, it's become quite common that vampires need. Shadows. I fucking love that show. Uh, It's becoming quite common for vampires to ask permission to enter their homes. Mm. Again, uh, I'm I'm iffy on that particular rule, but whatever. Uh, In Malaysia, female workers in factories have alleged become possessed by spirits, and factory owners generally think it's hysteria. Again, blaming (laughs) the ladies. Why? Uh, I mean, because 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 men are stupid sometimes. In ancient Greece, why do I even ask? exactly in ancient greece the nymphs were believed to be able to possess human this act was known as nympholepsy
1: that was the one that really that one. blew me away. It was like oh because i love you know, i love mythologies i love mythologies, yeah
0: mythologies i I, I just thought that the muse would just like sprinkle people with their inspiration but now that the yeah. myth that's fun yeah okay so yeah, let's talk about today huh? exactly who's bored i'm bored um, okay, so let's talk about some renowned demonic possessions because this is, this yeah. is the little fun tidbits. This is the really um, scary part. <laughs> this is this this is this is where it starts getting right. spooky. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so the first one is the 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 Ludon possession. Did you saw the movie the the Devils? Did I? Did I mean you watched that movie? I don't remember. If uh,
1: I, I don't know if you mentioned it, but I haven't seen it. But I might just add it to my list because I'm already doing the the Halloween movie marathon. Okay,
0: September. I thought I thought it made you. Maybe it was Joshua who watched it with me. I don't. I don't. Remember. I don't. I don't, I don't um, think I've
1: seen it with you though.
0: Okay, so the Devil is uh, came out in 1971. It starts Vanessa Redgrave and Oliver Reed, and it's about a. If so, this is the story about the original story, which is what the movie is based on. In 1960, right. uh, in, in 1634, an Ursuline convent of nuns claimed that they were being vi- uh, visited and possessed by demons following an investigation by the catholic church the local priest Urbain grandier was accused of summoning demons he was found guilty and executed burned at the stake for crimes of sorcery the movie goes into like really hardcore like not super hardcore sex stuff but it's like really sexual with what they do um which we could explain that later when we start talking about mental illness because it's it's interesting uh then uh, the other another famous case is the case of annalise michelle uh there's two movies based on her on her ordeal uh, Re- uh requiem or requiem and then the exorcism of emily rose i like both of them requiem actually kind of focuses more on the possible on her mel- mental illness more than the possession yeah. aspect but, in, you know, in Emily Rose, you have the balance of both things, which is pretty nice. Uh, for those who don't know about Annalise Michel, she was born in uh, the 21st of September, 1952. She was a German woman who underwent various exorcism rights uh, during the year leading up to her death in July 1st, 1976. Uh, she was 23 when she died. At the age of 16, she experienced her first seizure and diagnosed as with psychosis. Caused by the temporal lobe epilepsy. There are a lot of big words here, folks. Okay. <laughs> uh, she was later diagnosed with depression, and uh, by the age of twenty, she was claiming to hear voices. She couldn't look at religious artifacts. Her conditioning kept get, uh, getting worse. Her family sought help from her from their priest in appealing for an exorcism. It was first rejected, then in 1975, it was approved by a local bishop. I I couldn't find exactly what was the reason. That like broke them in order to approve that, but it must have been something like pretty pretty big, yeah, in order for that to happen. Uh once the priest began the ritual, the parents stopped consulting the doctors with think. Um, after uh 67 exorcism rituals, and at least died from malnutrition and dehydration. Her parents and the priest were found guilty of negligent homicide and were sentenced to six months in jail. Uh, but it was reduced to, to three years probation uh, currently her her grave is actually a little pilgrimage site in germany where she's buried really? so people go and like yeah people go and like leave little stones and like little coins and stuff on it it's pretty pretty it's, it's, it's cute like um, again,
1: is this this is the part where i said like really yeah the, the, the movie exercise really scares me is that it's like imagine you having a loved one going through that and you don't really know what to do and you're like do I go to the doctors do I go to the priest do I even believe that's in one of this?
0: the that's one of the I think that's the scary part about the exorcist because you're referring to all of that but you're not referring to the actual exorcism part and exactly the part that's scary about the exorcist is the mom going to the doctors and they don't know what's wrong with her but there's yeah. something obviously wrong with her and that's the yeah. scary part of the movie. Uh, So, yes, now we go to the case of Roland Doe, who is the inspiration of The Exorcist. And there's two movies um, based on his. There's The Exorcist, obviously, because that's, you know, the big one. And then there's another made-for-TV movie called Possession. I actually saw that. It was pretty good. It was pretty okay. Uh, So in the late 1940s, a Catholic priest performed a series of exorcisms on an anonymous boy. He was doc- documented under the alias Roland Doe or Robbie Monaheim. In the movie, that's the name they use. They use Robbie Monaheim. Uh, the 14-year-old boy, uh, he was a 14-year-old uh, born in 1934, was the alleged victim of demonic possession. The events were recorded by the attending priest, uh, Raymond J. Bishop. Roland was the only child independent of the adults of the house for to be his playmate. So, you know, he needed the grown-ups to play with him. And his main playmate was his Aunt Harriet, who was a spiritualist and introduced Roland to the Ouija board. Uh, After her death, the family began to experience strange noises. The furniture moved and objects would levitate when the boy was nearby. The family turned to their Lutheran pastor for help. He arranged for the boy to spend the night in his home. That, honestly, to me, that would be a red flag.
1: Yeah, I'd say, no, thank you. Let the devil possess him. <laughs>
0: when I read that, when I read that part, I was like, uh, nope, but uh, I digress. Yeah, I'd rather trust the devil. <laughs> yeah, bye. I'm, I, let's move on. We're not, we're not going to get into that part. Uh, okay. He's fine, dude. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, he'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah,
0: he'll be okay. So he arranged for the boy to spend the night in his home and observe strange phenomena happening around the boy. He told his parents to seek help from a Catholic priest because he was like, I ain't dealing with this shit. Uh, the boy then underwent a series of exorcisms by the Catholic priests. Uh, there was a psychiatrist present in most of them, which was, you know, good. Uh, these events would yeah. then later inspire, like I said, William P. Abbati to write the exorcist. Um, there was a documentary. I cannot remember for the life of me. I've been trying to find it for since we said we were going to talk about this. But there was a. Yeah. There was a theory that was kind of thrown into the documentary that he, the kid, might have been, you know, murdered by his aunt, uh, and which would have led him mm. for this sort of, like, psychotic break after her death. Uh, Again, I'm just like, you know, this was a documentary, really they were speculating this, so we can't say this. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was, again, this all plays out later when we start talking about the whole mental illness aspect of this whole yeah,
1: situation. Yeah, we'll get into that. And it is interesting because... Um, you guys don't know this cuz i i don't i don't really i'm not famous <laughs> Yeah. no um what i mean is yet um you do know this i've been writing well not writing just playing with the idea of writing a, a novel about exorcism but i kind of wanted to do something like not comedic but really just like a satire of it or do you still Prius just have to like deal with this um, exorcism? No one else wants to deal with. Have you seen Repossessed? Um, but I.
0: What have you seen Repossessed?
1: No, I have not seen Repossessed. It's
0: a comedy version of The Exorcist, uh, and it starts Linda Blair. Hmm.
1: Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, that's interesting. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's well, it's one of my those. Point, yeah. It's one of those it's films? It's one of those films, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. They...
0: I'm trying to open the bottle. Um,
1: uh, so I, I say this because... Wait, I have to... Because I've never really seen anything in that kind of like genre, either in movies or in book format being like a, like a found footage or a documentary kind of thing. Because I've been thinking, I don't know if I should do it just like a first-person, normal prose novel or go with files, go with like fun footage things and whatever, maybe. But then how do I put the satire element in? Anyways, that's just that's the process. It just makes me wonder, like, what's the right? It's so fucking hard. It's so hard. I don't
0: funny finding the funny and in horror is so hard. Because I, I I'm I'm writing I'm writing I told you writing the 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 ghost haunting the the haunted house play yeah it's it's I'm supposed to it's supposed to be like a haunted house and it's a comedy but trying to balance the funny the funny and the in the horror it's just it's it's hard because I don't want to go too Scooby Doo
1: yeah so I just I yeah no I'm just. So I'm just trying to go with this like kind of dry comedy like where it's really not funny yeah but you'll still laugh about it so so I don't know but I'm still trying to figure it out anyways I've never really seen like a possession movie that's found footage I'm pretty sure that it exists
0: yeah I, I think it might it. be one um
1: but I, I I think it would be a really creepy experience to see that like because of course the found like for a found footage to work you know you have to in a certain point you have to believe this is real even though it's not real
0: yeah yeah you have to suspend your um, your your idea of reality
1: yeah the suspension of disbelief yeah yeah and then you're like holy whoa like for a second or for like
0: that's that's what i think the 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 first the first three paranormal activities were such good were such good oh, movies because yeah. they actually got that yeah they they there managed to like it, suspend so... Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: People are like, "Wait, is this real? Is this not real? Of course, it's not real, but it looks real." I,
0: I went uh, with a group of friends to go see that movie in college, and also in Virginia. And I remember one of my friends had to leave the theater because he was getting dizzy. Oh my god!
1: The only time that happened to a friend of mine was when we watched um the remake of The Evil Dead. <laughs> and he just left uh, the i need to watch like, that movie it's, it's been a while too, yeah it's 2 30 in the afternoon come
0: on don't be a baby watch it with <laughs> <laughs> me no. Yeah. all right so cool. these uh the next two things we're going to talk about from are some articles from the bbc and these are more recent cases but these are cases mm. that have gone bad uh on january 17th 2020 the bbc reported a case from panama where seven people were found dead after a suspected exorcism ritual The victims were a pregnant 32 year old woman and her five children, the ages were 1 to 11. The sixth victim was a neighbor age 17. The people were later, uh, 10 people were later arrested. The victims were believed to belong to the same indigenous group. Uh, A quote from that article that I found was kind of, that I liked, uh, says, um, they were performing a, a ritual inside the structure. In the ritual they were there there were people being held against their will being mistreated all of these rites were being aimed at killing them if they didn't repent their sins which is this is a very common practice with these sort mm-hmm. of like uh yeah yeah we're going to hear another one uh the case of vilma vilma <laughs> trujillo was a 25 year old woman from nicaragua her family knew she needed help Let's underline that big part. Her family knew she needed help, but being poor uh, from the from you know being po- from poor region in the northern part of Nicaragua, uh, the the journey to the closest doctor was a difficult one to make. So they turned to their local pastor for help. Uh, Enter twenty three year old Juan Rocha. Uh, said he will liberate Vilma from whatever was plaguing her. His followers and himself led her on a walk along a muddy path to the Celestial Vir- uh, Vision Church. I kept calling it Celestial Virgin in my head. So, first, okay. it's, uh, yeah. Uh, even though she had gone willingly to the church, uh, there were moments that where she reacted violently, grabbing a mach- machete and swinging it in the air in an attempt to get free. Uh, she was placed in a wooden cabin. Uh, on the sixth night, one of the followers said that he was having a divine vision from God that said the demons could be expelled through fire. Rosha began to let the processions proceedings. Uh, some um, some began to build a pyre while others got, gathered more wood. Uh, it was around this point that Vilma was brought out from the cabin and she was tied to a guava tree uh, next to the fire pit. Uh, it is unknown if she was pushed into the fire or if the fire grew and like burned her. It's not it's not fully known what happened. Mm. Uh, but her sister was present, like her sister was there. But she wasn't there, like outside when they were burning her. She was inside the church with everyone else. Uh, they were praying. Um, she was trying to uh, go help her because she was hearing her. You know she was hearing her scream, but they were holding her down. Uh, Saying uh, she was being told that Vilma was soon be resurrected and freed from her torment. Uh, it will be hours until one of the members finally like grew balls and decided to do something about it. And he told her, that he told her sister to go get help. Uh, Vilma Trujillo died on February 28th from pulmonary edema. Her lungs were, f- were her lungs were filled with blood, and multiple of her, multiple of her organs failed oh my goodness yeah so uh th- the thing about uh, demonic possession and spirit possession it's it, it walks a really really thin line with mental illness very thin line um yeah i'm not gonna go into the big part here that i wrote because it's a lot but uh one of the things with schizophrenia yeah i don't know, i went into but one of the things about schizophren- with, with schizophrenia is that um in demonic possession is that <laughs> demonic possession is no, not only affecting the the individual it's affecting the environment and the person around the individual because there's also the poltergeist activity which is the infection in the house yeah. that's the, one of the first steps that leads up to the target the being possessed mm-hmm. with schizophrenia it's all internal it is um, the person is the only one who hears and feels these things um, let me see there was something here yeah, so there's like six quick things uh wait wait, wait no, no that's that's too much i don't i'm yeah it's gonna mm. skip that part <laughs> okay so there was the, the the this dude i found uh richard gallagher he's a certified uh psychiatrist he's been in a shit ton of exorcisms like he he's, he knows he knows his stuff like he knows his stuff um he is a clinical psychiatrist uh he's a professor of clinical psychiatry at the new york medical college and he wrote an article in the washington post on the subject of demonic possession and this is a a quote from that article i have personally encountered these rational, inexplicable features along with a paranormal phenomenon my vantage is unusual As a consulting doctor, I think I have seen more cases of possession than any other physician in the world. Most of the people I evaluate in in this role suffer from more prosaic problems of a medical disorder. Anyone even faintly familiar with mental illness knows that individuals who think they're being attacked by malignant spirits are generally experiencing nothing of that sort. Practitioners see psychotic patients all the times who claim to see or hear demons, historic historic or highly suggestible individuals, such as those suffering from disassociative identity syndromes and patients with personality disorders who are prone to misinterpret destructive feelings and what exorcists sometimes call a pseudo-possession, basically it's fake, Uh, via the defense mechanism of externalizing projecting projection but what am i supposed to make of a patient of patients who unexpectedly start speaking perfect latin and that's a that's a that's a good quote that's a that's a good quote like you can explain everything but once once the mm, susie starts true. babbing out in an ancient sumerian
1: yeah because it's like yeah Not i love it because it's like yeah he's giving you facts and you're like yeah sure of course i agree it's not real and then but i cannot explain this it's like okay i'm just gonna whatever okay
0: sure one another big one is epilepsy you know epilepsy is also in that little ball field uh the the comprehensive neurology edited by uh roger rosenberg defines seizures as a sudden involuntary time limited alteration of behavior involuntary involving a change in motor activity or automatic functions, or change of consci- consciousness, or change in sensation. I saw. I had a friend who, when I was working in uh, Schmunkim Schmokeness, we won't say the name.
1: Okay, um, I kind of know what it is, but I get it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I had to, I had a I had a coworker who who had a history of epilepsy. Oh yeah, and one day out of nowhere. She just drops to the mm-hmm. ground and she starts shaking so bad. That was terrifying. It's terrifying.
1: I have a yeah. I, I had. A, I also had a friend in high school that he would. He would tell us and I thought he was joking. He would tell us, "Listen, i an epileptic. If I ever just fall down, just put me to the side so that I don't choke." And we're like, "Ah, you, you joker!" Ha, ha ha He he said this like for all like for two years straight. And then one day he just fell down and started convulsing and whatever and i was like oh wait it's true it's real and then we did it and he was okay like after 30 minutes but
0: no he was testing you yeah. he was probably testing you it, it it's like that test when then you're in elementary school that your teacher goes i'm gonna clap my hands and that simulates an earthquake and everyone yeah. has to hide and you're waiting for that one day yeah. for that to for that clap and it <laughs> never happens it happened. it happened
1: and it was you. like like you said it's terrifying you don't know what to do that you're i, I stood froze i didn't do anything i couldn't move because i was just looking at him
0: uh, at least at least at, le- at least you did not have a bunch of um angry oh customers being upset that you couldn't give them your their drink because you know you had a co-worker yeah
1: yeah, listen, I don't care what happens. Take, <laughs> bring me the manager, your lady. That's the manager. <laughs>
0: no, the manager I'm was sorry, uh, I shouldn't yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> no, the manager wasn't there, she was loading up on pills. Um, oh my god, no, we don't <laughs> talk about that. Uh, Good. so <laughs> <laughs> seizures have many causes, uh, many different manifestations, many different treatments. In fact, in modern scientific, uh, Parlance epilepsy means only that someone has had more than one seizure, or on more than one occasion. So yeah. basically, you have to have more than one of these uh episodes. Uh, but ep- uh, epilepsy syndromes are another matter. At the broad- broadest level, seizures disorders can be divided into two primary groups: non-epileptic seizures disorders, which some uh, something in the body or the mind affects the behavior, or otherwise normal neuro- neurons. And brain circuits, and epileptic seizures disorder in which are caused by intrinsic neuro, Oh my god, these words are so big. I applaud anyone who does who does science because I was reading this and, I, and this my casually. brain, I know what I'm saying, but when my mouth is when I'm processing <laughs> it through my mouth, I'm like because <laughs> um, in a way that's how it sounds. Yeah, in a way, it's a way. It's, it's exactly sounds like that. Intrinsic neuronal or brain circuit malfunction wow everyone i'm so glad if you're still here joining us because we're gonna get we're gonna (laughs) we're we're we're, we're getting through this spooky shit. yeah (laughs) non-epileptic seizures can be viewed in two groups in the first subgroup the causes of seizures uh, is identifiable by uh physiological problems uh such as cardiac respiratory problem Mm -hmm. or toxin. and the second group non-epileptic seizures uh the, the causes appear to be uh, psychogenic. This subgroup consists of patients whose behavior resembles an epileptic seizure, but with whom, in many other things, no disturbances in the EEG can be identified during a seizure. the this, The fascinating group of people has a serious psychological or social problems, consumes a large number of medical resources, can be respond to a, a well psychological treatment. Okay. So uh, with so many complex categories of epileptic and non-epileptic seizures disorder, you would be right to assume that uh, the cause of uh, equally diverse and complex, you know, is is a very big, broad subject. Uh, There are three primary groups of causes they apply named cryogenic, that is the unknown, uh, primary intrinsic to their brain, often genetic, and the secondary caused by a cerebral injury, to or malinformation to the brain what is more certain uh causes of seizures tend to uh, produce certain kinds of seizures so you know a seizure we're given another kind of seizure it's like a domino effect basically that's that's the whole thing um now tourette syndrome because we can't talk about possessing possessions without tourette's because that's the that's the other big one schizophrenia epilepsy and tourette's They, they go hand in hand with this big one so Tourette's syndrome is a disease that manifests itself through the occurrences of multiple motor, uh, motor ticks and vocal ticks. The syndrome is named in honor of the French. I did not know this part. I did not know they were named after a French cat. Uh, the syndrome it is, is named same. in Touraine. honor Touraine. of. Touraine. Yeah. Tourette's. That's why it sounds so This is syndrome is named in honor of the French neurologist Georges Gilles de la Tourette. Wow. See, I, the two two semesters of French class. <laughs> wow.
1: I I wow. I mean, I, know. I, can, I cannot say anything in French so
0: French fries. Uh, so. I I can, I can I can fake it. I can fake it. You could. try. Uh who made the first scientific report of the disease in 1895? One of the famous cases he actually recorded, I found a source they said it was the first recorded case. I found another one that that kind of disputed that case, so I just I didn't add it. I just this is the most famous one. Let's just go with mm. it. The most famous case that uh that was recorded by Tourette was the case of the Marquise de Dampier. I tried looking information from the dude and I just found a bunch of articles that just kept saying he was the first case of ep- of, ep- of Tourette syndrome. That's it, that's all I got. Marquise de, um, de Dampier. The Dampier, yeah. De Dampier. Uh during it's in your nuts. It's in your nuts. Yes I I
1: have the during notes
0: here. the middle <laughs> <laughs> during the middle ages witches, witch hunts became a common practice the you know it was basically the systematic repression of women because yeah still happening women, today it's still happening today it's actually it's uh it's it, it, it's very interesting how we as a society evolve these sort of witch hunts <laughs> right. we're no longer burning we're no longer burning women we're burning women in a metaphorical way yeah through social media and like you know all that fun you stuff just, you know we, man
1: we, cannot leave woman alone i don't what What is it with you it's been ages
0: let it go we we are great we're creative with how we destroy our own species oh, my so uh during the middle ages like i said the witches was more common practice yeah. uh, a major factor that influenced society at that time was the publication of the malleus maleficarum or the witch's hammer i need to find a copy of that book in the book it is stated that demons are trying to get hold of a person through the manipulation of sexual acts so you know demons wanted to play with you a little bit Mm, Uh, there's a recorded case in the book of a priest who displays signs of Tourette's the priest exhibited abnormal tongue movements and vocal tics and coprolalia 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 Kropolalia. That's a word that I had no clue what it was and then I, I, I had to like look it up because I was like, I'm not going to leave anyone dumb with it. So side note, uh, cool. you want to say that word for me because I can't say
1: Coprolalia. It. I I have a is talent the, the, that in, I can't pronounce weird words.
0: there you go it's the involuntary outburst of obscene words or or socially inappropriate and their derogatory remarks it is part of the threat syndrome so basically those people who have services start cussing out it's yeah
1: actually um i don't know if you are like familiar with this tiny little app it's fairly new it's called tiktok um, yes, I, I, you should, I don't, I'm not a fan of TikTok, but it's one of the only ways that I can stay up at my night shifts, you know, cause it's, it's very boring. I work alone in a really creepy place. So TikTok helps me to stay awake.
0: Again, Jordan is a stripper.
1: I am a stripper. Yeah. I, we mentioned that maybe. Um, and I, I, you know, there's a community of Tourette's, you know, people with the Tourette syndrome and they're mm-hmm. talking and then they're like saying this you know obscene words and all that and it's it's i i didn't re- i never thought it would it could escalate to that level because i knew about like some of the ticks and involuntary mo- movements and all that but never thought it would go this far and it i just i just think it's interesting really cool like like
0: see on why? tiktok i there's just there's really around, explanation, but...
1: but there's a huge community of of that. Yeah. Which is crazy, but yeah, you
0: know? on, yeah. On on TikTok, I just, I just, I just stick around with the people who read Twilight in their tweens and are now realizing all the issues with the book. Yeah, right. that's where I'm at. I'm mm-hmm. at. I'm at. I'm. I'm with all those people talking about Twilight. Yeah, right, I told you all, uh, but you didn't believe me. <laughs> listen. Listen, we have issues. um <laughs> So the, the, that 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 the priest will particularly start doing that whenever he will be praying, and he will start doing that specifically towards the images of the Virgin. Uh, the book mm-hmm. later claims that the priest was cured through the act of an exorcism. Another uh, case is about a woman who began to utter obscenities and compulsi- uh, compulsively during a mass. Um this will later end when the priest gave the final blessing. So that was like over now. Uh, mm-hmm. many of these uh, early undiagnosed cases of Tourette syndromes were treated as demonic possessions, which resulted in them being targeted by the Inquisition. And most of those ended up being burned at the stake because the Inquisition what Nope. this is crazy um side note because this is this has nothing to do with demonic (laughs) possession but i just like mentioning this whenever i get a chance there was no uh burning witches in america yeah they were they were um
1: what is it that they would do they would put a rock on top of them right yeah they
0: did that to giles Corey. they put a a piece of wood on top of him and then they started laying stones it's crazy on on top until they crushed him yeah yeah, but, but yeah, no burning witches here. Okay, so oh, let's yes. talk about Catholic... Yay. Yeah, Let's talk about Catholic exorcisms because, you know, who does not like a, to hear about the Catholics? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Catholic exorcisms differentiate between ordinary satanic demonic activity or influenced by mon- mundane everyday temptations and extraordinary satanic demonic activities. So basically, one is... The lights in your house flicker on and off. Yeah. You hear weird sounds. And in the other one, your 11-year-old is vomiting and her head spinning. You know, that's the happening. extremes of extremes. Um, which can take six different forms, ranging from complete control by Satan or demons to voluntary submissions. Number one possession in which satan or demons take full control possession of a person's body without their consent the uh see i'm not cool with that's not cool uh this uh this possession usually comes as a result of a person's actions actions that lead to an increased uh susceptibility susceptibility to the demon satan's influence this is basically i think we might cover this later on um and a humor so yeah this is basically if they like play with the grigi board or tarot yeah. cards or invoke demons stuff like that. they're basically opening a door that will make that process easier to happen that's that's the general thing with that one obsession which includes uh sudden attacks or rational obsessive thoughts usually culminating in suicidal uh, ideation in which typically influences dreams so basically it's just like a consistent nagging feeling in the back of your head. And it's, it's not a full possession, but it's the feeling that something's there. That's basically what it is. Uh, oppression in which there is no loss of consciousness or involuntary actions, such as the biblical book of Job in which Job was tormented by Satan through a series of misfortunes in business, material possessions, family, and health, basically nothing's it's, it's just shit going bad around you. Yeah that's 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 what it is if you it's just shit going bad around you uh external physical pain caused by satan or demons is basically chronic illness uh infestation in which the house uh, objects things or animals it that's basically a poltergeist activity uh sub uh, subjection in which a person voluntarily submits to satan or demons thus settling your soul and the roman ritual the true demonic or satanic position has been categorized cat, categorized since the middle ages by the following four typical uh, characteristics manifestation of superhuman strength speaking in tongues or languages that a victim cannot know the revelation of knowledge distinct or hidden that the victim cannot know Hmm. that's actually in the movie and the exorcist when she pees she went, yeah. went in the party and she goes you're gonna die up there that in the book they mentioned they explain a little, uh, that a little better that i think that astronaut does die when they go up in the in the shuttle again the movie did not inform that but I, th- I think that's what okay, the book, yeah the book, the book. uh number four as blasphemous rage obscene uh, obscene hands gestures using profanity and aversion to the holy symbols names relics or places uh the official doctrine uh the official catholic doctrine does not uh does state that demonic possession is a real thing and can be and can happen but it stresses that cases of mental illness should be could should not be mistaken for procession and that is a common thing that they're like kind of doing now like especially with the recent uh, updates towards the Roman ritual and the the exorcism rate right itself, they've been like really hard ass on the whole. No, it has to. Pr- it, 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 you have to legitly prove that the person is possessed. Like it, it, you, it's 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 yeah. gotten quite quite challenging now to do that. So the the so the person has become possessed. Like they they op- they open the door. They, they played the Ouija board. They played the tarot card cards. They started invoking demons, et cetera, et cetera. They they made themselves vulnerable to that sign. Um, so this is the common ones. They're kind of accepted uh, nowadays as signs of demonic invasion. Uh, the first one is a loss or lack of appetite. Uh, the cutting or scratching, a biting of the skin. A cold feeling in the room. An unnatural body postures in changes in the person's face and body. The the possessed loses control of their normal personality and entering into a frenzy or rage and or attacking others. Change in the person's voice. Supernatural physical strains not subject to the person's build or age. Speaking in tongues. Uh, the person cannot have learned before, knowledge of past events the person cannot have known about, knowledge of present events uh, the person is not witnessing or not, or having knowledge about, and prediction, the predicting the future events that become accurate, sometimes through dreams, levitating and moving objects and things, expelling objects and things in certain animals, in uh intense hatred aversion or violent reaction towards all religious ob- uh, objects mm. and apathy towards entering a church uh there was a thing i don't remember where i read the article that said that there were cases that sometimes the person who was possessed with like vomit glass or like cry out glass some shit like that mm-hmm. it, was like, okay. it was like it was like it was like gonna be like something extreme again it was extreme things um so once all those all of that it all those signs are present and you know you you have to go an exorcist you have to do an exorcism you know it's a, so the act of the exorcism is defined according to the catholic church as the act of driving out or warding out demons or evil spirits from persons or places or things which are believed to be possessed or infested by them or liable to become victims or instruments of the malice. Hmm. So did you, did you saw the part in the documentary, the exorcist when the, the, there were the things in the set were going crazy. And yeah. uh, <laughs> the director was like asking the priest, can you come in and, and like perform an exorcism? Yeah. Can you, Hey, I and he know was this, like, nah, bro, know we're not doing is, that. But can you,
1: you know, <laughs> it's
0: sort of the same thing, you know, <laughs> uh yeah uh i remember god what was this like it was some church thing or something like that they they would tell us that if if we saw something horrible we had to grab like a little little bit of oil of olive oil and and bless because you know jesus yeah it's crazy though mm-hmm. like uh, uh, yeah, evangelicals do not like they don't go for the full pageantry of exorcism, which I think they they're lacking in that department yeah. honestly, but they they do they do go to some weird extremes to like ward off certain things.
1: Uh, yeah, but, but
0: yeah okay. so there's there are forms of a Catholic exorcism. Uh, there's the baptismal exorcism Uh, this is when they basically the blessing of an infant prior to baptism to cleanse some of the evil resulting from the original sin which is hilarious um, (laughs) simple exorcism blessing of a place or a thing to rid of the evil influence and a real exorcism performing the rite of exorcism to rid a human being of the diabolical possession so yeah this just it's three you got three. Uh, before an exorcism can be authorized, a period of investigation takes place. At this, this period, it's not defined how long it takes. It doesn't say, which it is which. Take. To me, it's <clears throat> it's it's good because you you really they they really give they have to really look into the whole thing. They look into the family. They look into the history of the person before they like. Okay, we have to we have to step in Hmm. um and this is again this is now This is like a now thing not now now like a current thing but like a 20th century now thing uh so so priests will sometimes uh they will often consult psychiatrists they will consult doctors in order to rule out all other possibilities which again like i mentioned it's the scary that's the scary thing about the exorcist is that Hmm. build up that the mom is like going yeah. to doctors. She's going through psychologists and all this stuff. And they don't know what's wrong. And once she gets to Father Karras. And he's like well. I'll, I'll put you up with another shrink. And she's like no. It's because she's already been through. the ho- That whole ordeal. And th- they're not helping. There's no help there. Yeah. So in certain cases. An additional consultation. in A priest may seek help. By a church approved pioneer. Paranormal- paranormal investigator to add perspective in the case this is actually kind of interesting when if if there are like some poltergeist activity in the house i think you know getting an external investigator to specify specifies in that's kind of cool yeah. which i think that's what the 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 conjuring people did in a way yeah uh once a priest has concluded that period which by the way yeah
1: There's a, there's a, there's a, yeah, sorry. Sorry. I just wanted, since you mentioned the conjuring, um, there's, there's a little bit of drama with that family. Like to the point that people point out that the Warrens are actually, um, they're actually, um, they, they made the whole thing up. Like they're, they're, they made the whole thing up. There's actual investigations. There's a podcast that's in Spanish. I'm going to send it to you so you can listen to it
0: yeah but it's legit yeah you gotta send it to me i gotta attitude my and, other li-
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it's a <laughs> lot of fucks but anyways yeah continue
0: <laughs> okay well we, we have something to watch now uh once a priest has concluded the period of investigation has gathered enough evidence to, uh, to confirm a case of possession it is presented to its local bishop for approval the church will then determine to permit the ex- to permit the exorcism to take place uh, or an appointed exorcist um that's actually kind of cool that sometimes they have to like they have people specific- specifically for to do this it's not always the investigative priest who performs the exorcism yeah um official numbers of how many uh church confirmed uh church appointed exorcists is hard to come by i looked trust me i looked and i looked and i looked and i looked and i was Debating if I wanted to email certain uh, tra- the uh, the local Archdiocese here in Nashville.
1: Yeah, I was, I was, I was. Listen, I've done crazy stuff. Like, I actually, I can't marry people, cause I'm, I'm, I'm ordained. So I, you know, I, I sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes at three AM, you're bored.
0: That's what you get That's what you do at a, at a Friday afternoon when you're bored.
1: Yeah. So I'm like. Should I do should I take those classes? It's not that expensive. Like the the, the plane ticket to go there will cost me more. And it's Italy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was I was I was like, hmm, I mean it's a, it's kinda of cool to put it in your resume. like by the way I can exorcise, you know. I'm an exorcist, you know. I can marry people, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's two hundred and fifty the oh, wait, is it uh, two hundred and dollars fifty? Three hundred or something. Yeah, I've, I wrote it down somewhere around here. We'll get to that point at some point. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you
1: three hundred something, which again, not expensive. It's very inexpensive. Like iPods got, I there's not such things as iPods anymore. Sorry, <laughs> I'm that old. <gasps> um, iPhones cost cost more. Exactly.
0: So, they do. They know. do. My phone, my phone is almost absolutely But yeah, it's, it's expensive. <laughs> Uh, so according to the American exorcism in 1996, there were around 10 or 11 appointed exorcists in the U.S. That number estimated to be around uh, 150 to 300 worldwide back in 96. That number might have increased. That is wild. That number has definitely increased in a couple of years years. Uh, Catholic it's... priests undergo a very, uh, they used to go. on. on I home... just, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: No, so I just, I was going to say that I just don't. Don't know why I expected that number to be higher. It it makes sense that it's this low, but I just don't know why. I, ah, there's like ten thousand exorcists yeah. around the world, and they're all in Texas. <laughs> Sorry, no
0: I I was not. I was I was expecting at least. I was expecting at least in the eight hundreds.
1: Yeah, but hey, you know. The more you know but
0: but again this is from 96 oh yeah yeah so you might have
1: grown,
0: yeah uh catholic priests undergo this again this is from 96 uh uh, catholic priests undergo very little training to be an exorcist while they do learn about the devil manifestations of evil the the but the act of exorcism itself is not a specialized area of studies in seminary school uh what they what they do know is through experience so when they go to seminary school they don't focus on this but since the Vatican opened the exorcism school, now there is, is, there is a focused teaching on it with an emphasis on mental illness and psychology and all that stuff. So side note, an hmm. article by the BBC published in 2018 talks about how the Vatican opened its doors for its annual exorcism course, and as many as 250 priests from over 50 countries oh, yeah. arrived in Rome to learn how to identify demonic possessions. The week long Vatican course is described as the only international series in lectures of its kind. Entitled Exorcism in the Prayers of Liberation, <laughs> it first opened its doors in 2005, and the number of priests attending has more than doubled since. The events caused a uh, 300 euros, which is 260 pounds, 370 dollars, and covers a theological, psychological, and anthropological background to exorcism. Why the demand for exorcists? People are just paranoid and are claiming to see more signs of the devil.
1: And that's it. Yeah. By the way, I get that. That was very loud. Hey, by the way. um, Listen, depend- independently of what you think or believe, it's kind of cool to like add that to your like educational resume. I mean, oh, hell I mean, yeah. It would be like very interesting. Like, hey, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take this seminar. Like, like the only thing that's stopping me from going there is that it's in Rome. And COVID. you know, it's if, but if I ever go to Rome, I'm going to do that. <laughs> like it's quite not, you know, why not?
0: Well, I mean, it's
1: pretty interesting. And again, very Just like
0: you will have to go to the Scala Santa, which is the the the, the, the church in Rome that has like no. all those exorcism cases a day. You would definitely have to go there and like do your part. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh talking about a little bit more no, about no. The, the exorcist in, itself, because I I wrote I wrote the wrong title here. It's supposed to be exorcist, not exorcism. Um yeah, really. wrote the <laughs> in, 19, in January 1999, the Vatican issue a revision on the exorcism rite found in the pages of the Roman Ritual. Uh, prior to 1999 revision, the exorcism rite dated back to 16, uh, 1614. Uh, fun fact, not from the Catholics. Evangelicals mm-hmm. used to perform exorcisms by hitting people with the Bible. That still happens.
1: Happens. I, I remember some people hitting other. It with does, the Bible. it like, does.
0: It's a little violent, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it, it, I mean, whatever gets the job done, I guess. Uh, so the exorcist must dress. <laughs> the exorcist must dress in a in a surplice, in a purple stole, the white tunic. That's yeah. the white tunic and the brown scarf thing that they wear around their neck, their shoulders. Uh, the shoulders. The surplice piece. Or the white tunic usually reaches their knees with wide or moderately wide sleeves it appears it appeared in france or england and is gradually spread through italy the founding of the augustinian canons in the second half of the 11th century may have some influence in the spread of the use of that tunic it was not it was only used by the choir at one point and then it became like a a, 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 a habit of the order uh it was long at first it reached like the feet and then by the early 13th century it began to like shorten um so then the purple the 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 stole uh it's a band of colored cloth usually made from silk about seven and a half to nine feet long and three to four inches wide whose ends uh, may be straight or broken out the center is worn out around the neck and the two ends in end parallel, yeah. you know, dangle from the side of the person. Uh, mm. to, 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 each color has a meaning. And, and it's a very common for exorcists to use the purple one. Uh, purple is a color for Advent and Lent, as well as the color that the priest wears to hear confession, uh, the right, the ritual itself, com, uh, compromise of a series of prayers and statements and appeals the these sets of uh, the most common i forgot to add this part the, co- the most common uh passage in the bible that's read is psalm 54 hmm. which is the prayer of liberation uh these i think it's called that these sets of prayers can be broken down into two groups an imploring form an imploring formula in an imperative formula the imploring formula in which the the evils of the devils are listed and god is entreated to free the possessed it's basically when the priest was calling the devil all these names like you're the prince of the world the enemy and father yeah. lies and blah, blah. it's like re- reminding him of his yeah. title and what he's lower um and then he like you know and then in the name of god you have to go back blah 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 the imperative formula is more of an intensive formula and in, in in this one the priest demands, in the name of God, that the devil leaves the subject's body. Uh, the, this is basically more of a direct prayer instead of accusations. Because the other one, like I said, you're building up the titles, like all that stuff, and you're reminding the devil where he stands. This one is just straight up, get the fuck out. Uh, in addition to these prayers, the priest will take certain additional actions during the rituals, such as sprinkling holy water on everyone in the room laying the hands making the sign of the cross and touch, touching the subject with catholic relics um oh yeah i did that part i forgot that part so signo note, another i, know, <laughs> and also I know, uh malachi martin uh was an irish priest and a very controversial figure in the catholic world he was a self-proclaimed exorcist and a former jesuit priest i don't think that works yeah that proclaim yourself something but whatever we'll go with that he died in 1999 uh, so it doesn't matter anymore in this book the hostages of the devil he states that there are four stages of an exorcism the pretense that the demon is hiding his true his true identity the breaking point the break point i'm sorry the demon reveals itself clash the exorcist and the demon fight for the soul of the possessed. an explosion if the devil if the exorcist wins the battle the demon leaves the body of the possessed the book the hostage of the devil created quite a controversy in the truth the book details supposedly factual exorcisms that martin claimed to have performed or assisted many criticized for over sensationalizing exorcisms describing them at a level of the so basically he just made up a bunch of stuff like um yeah he he over exaggerated his his thing that's basically yeah that's, that's basically yeah. uh so yeah back to the thing so the ritual may take several weeks this is this is actually why you need to read the exercise yeah. because in the book they go at it for like a while and i mean like days like they, they it's not a one night thing like they go at the yeah. girl for days and days and days so it's a build-up until that's the priest dies. uh upon conclusion the priest has to remind them to be guarded against sin and to not permit any more openings for the evil spirits to come through because basically they're still somewhat vulnerable to being repossessed again after that event so yeah uh, there's there's yeah. two co- there's, there's the major con- uh, exorcism or demonic possession itself has two major controversies with it and they go hand in hand is the exercise of for, for profit then you have the issues of mental health which is psychology versus religion yeah and in the the exorcism for profit there was a youtube video that i forgot to send it to you it was about this these three teenage girls who were fighting exorcists who are three teenage exorcists okay have you seen it i've not seen it Okay, I, I have to send it to you then. It's like three, these three white girls who are like teenagers, I think, or they're like alleged teenagers, and they're, you know, exorcists. You know, but I think that you have to purchase tickets or something like that. What? I don't remember. I don't remember. I just, I just thought that it was interesting. They were marketing them Oh my them as god. That. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the exorcism for profit. These movements, these movements outright reject the validity of the Catholic view of possession and exorcism even though these rituals are performed by people who are in no way connected to the Catholic Church. Uh, A popular exorcism ministry in the US is Bob Larson Ministry, uh, which televises its weekly conferences, and these mass exorcisms, a large group can receive a family rate on tickets. Okay. Yeah, you can get a discount. Okay. Uh Mr. Larson exercises the demons of an auditorium full of people. The financial donation, you know, it's you know the the, 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 the donations you give to the church, to the, the, the yeah. pastor, on top of ticket prices is not required for his services, but they're welcome. Yeah, they're like you don't have to, but you have to. Yeah. Uh there's always a red flag when profit is present in this situation. It can be seen as an ulterior motive. Ain't usually, you know it is I'll be honest. yeah uh psychology versus religion you know with the whole Oof. mental mental illness uh debate of the whole thing yeah. several mental illnesses such as tourette's syndrome and schizophrenia can produce the typical the same effects as you know you know a possession that so, there's always that issue. People with epilepsy can suddenly yeah. go into convulsions when having a seizure. Tourette symptoms can cause involuntary movements and vocal mm-hmm. outbursts. Schizophrenia involves auditory and visual hallucinations, paranoia, delusions, and sometimes violent behavior. A quote from court Cardinal yeah. uh, Jose Arturo Medina Esteves says Exorcisms is the one thing, and psychoanalysis is another. If the exorcist has a has any doubt about the mental health of the possessed, he should consult an expert. It often happens that simple people confuse som- somatic problems with diabolical influence, but not everything can be attributed to the devil. So, like, uh, well, if you believe in the Lord,
1: you can.
0: Yeah, believe <laughs> in the of Jesus. So ultimately, at the <laughs> end of the day, the whole the the whole thing with exorcisms it's like does it really help people or yeah no it, it ends up it,
1: yeah that's the thing about it that's the horrible i think that the end is like there's really no happy ending once you decide to reach an exorcist it's like you know it's not gonna
0: end well i mean if you're going for that hardcore psychotherapeutic there's you really need to cleanse this person's Whatever it is, is going through. Maybe exorcism is the form of shock therapy that perhaps they might need. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, I mean, like, I don't know.
1: That maybe I'm again. It's not like I've been in, like through them necessarily, so I don't like really know. But it's it's scary. Like I like it's scary. Like it's not a tough like. Like I understand why like the the procedures like all those step by step things you have to do before actually, like. Um, forgot the word. Um, doing uh, an exorcism, like you have to like, yeah, to yeah make you sure make sure that that's, you, a, make that's make okay. Sure that's like, there's no other way that you already tried everything, like medical related, and there's just no answer to it. But still, this it's, it's
0: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
1: in a world where the movie The Exorcist exists, <laughs> um, it's very it's very. Wild to me that people still say, you know what? Let's just go ahead. Maybe this will work. Um, and and in the movie, technically, she did. She she got saved. You know, she she even though the priest died, but um, she got saved, right? But I yeah, don't, I mean, the only I have a question. Do you, have you had any experiences in real life with any kind of? Exorcism in in in, in sort of way. Yes. Because I had one. I I had one, and I didn't know. I'm not gonna mention names or anything to protect. You know, I don't. I don't think they will listen to the. They will listen this, but still, I don't want to get in trouble. So I was, I was at a friend's house, right? And my (laughs) friend, my friend got very sick, like very sick. And I'm like, Are you? Oh my! Like I've
0: never. Is this, is this a friend that I might know too?
1: I don't want to say because then it it'll be too obvious, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> that, that is someone I might know. <laughs> yeah, it is someone you you know actually. But anyways, and and my our friend
0: the people have to understand is our friend groups kind of overlap.
1: Yeah, my friend got very sick, and I was I was afraid. I was oh my god! I've never seen you this sick, and then. Um. It, one, of, one of my friend's family members, I'm not going to say, you know, the gender or anything, <laughs> even though I think you already know who it is, but whatever. My, 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 my friend's family member who, you know, my friend lives with, um, this is very hard <laughs> to say without spoiling who, who the person is, um, said to me, okay, just, you know, help, 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 help your friend. Um, you know, let's let's like like, like uh, my friend started vomiting a lot and I was I was holding the bucket and my friend was vomiting, vomiting and then it's like she got oh no, I said their gender. Anyway, um my friend got very sick, um very like thin, very bony, like in a matter of seconds. I could not believe what I was seeing.
0: So just just to clarify, I did not thought I was a she, I thought I was a he. So I was thinking of someone else.
1: Oh no! Well, maybe it happened and didn't notice. Anyways, um, but yeah, it's a cheat, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna I I am gonna say she because it's just harder to say my friend. I I get confused. So she sh- She started vomiting a lot, and and it was late at night. It was like ten p.m. at night. I was freaking out. I was about to you know go home, and I'm I'm here holding her hair up and holding the bucket, and she's mm-hmm. vomiting and. And she cannot breathe. And I'm like, what What am I going to do? Like, oh, my God, she, 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 she's going to die, whatever. And then her family member said, you know what? Just take this and read this out loud. And I'm like, what is this? And she gives, she gives me a Bible. And she's like, do you know how to perform exorcisms? And I'm like, "Uh,
0: no. No, I know how to make cereal. <laughs> you
1: know, I No, that's not something you just ask someone casually, especially in a moment like this. It... it, it I screwed it up anyways because I, I I was not doing it right and then she just she a friend of another friend of her arrived and she took the she took the Bible away of, away from my hands and she started doing like saying the prayer that she was saying and then everything was okay and fine but I will I I will never forget about that experience because it was wild it was not after like the next day that I said was that an exorcism in, in some sort of way in a non traditional way because like the vomiting was there, mm-hmm. there they were it was it was crazy. She she she's fine now, she's alive and well. That's
0: good. That's good. That's usually that's usually the case. That's usually the case. So my experience with this um it was in a, a church camp, like a, a Jesus camp. Uh yeah. It was por, it was by Boljunco, like in the mountains up there. It was a Baptist. Oh yeah, yeah. Junkos. It junk was my Juncos or the Ringos. Um, it, it it was it was in a, in a in a Baptist church camp, and I remember <laughs> what led up to the whole thing because I, I think I, that very night I I call my mom and dad because like pick me up, pick me the fuck up right now. Um, so they they brought they were bringing there was bringing they were bringing in these preachers and they were starting to say that you know. That the youth was attached to demons and there were all this other bullshit. So, you know, we're all like, there were a bunch of emos, little gothic yeah. kid, church kids. So they were forcing us, all the kids who were little emos, visibly, you know, emos and goth, to change out of our black shirts into a white shirt yeah. they were cutting off our bracelets they were taking off our stud belts they were taking off our converse and like all this shit and then they were liberating us from the demons and then people started reacting because you react Your your main your brain physically reacts to this sort of things so there were people thrashing and screaming and crying and like losing their ever fucking mind during the whole thing and again this whole this that whole thing is happening and i'm just i'm sitting there i'm sitting there looking at the whole thing and i i look at my sister my sister's freaking out because there's a girl literally in the ground shaking and rocking like a snake and they're on top of her praying and i looked at my sister and i'm like go grab your thing. start packing we're leaving right the fuck now she's like we can't go and i'm like uh, i just called we're are oh leaving God. so i went to my i went to the other yeah i went to the other kids from from our church and i was like hey if you guys want to go come you, this is your chance i called my dad my dad <laughs> we're um, leaving so i call I, I and i was like hey we're leaving we're leaving right the fuck now so, if any of you want to come with us, you can. But if not, you just have to stay here until Monday. Because it was a holiday weekend. So, they were going to stay there until Monday. And this was, like, Saturday night. Yeah. And I was not going to put up with another another day. Another two days of that shit. So, no. I left. And from what I was told, it got really bad that whole mm-hmm. night. Because people were just yeah, experiencing yeah. some sort of psycho psychotic episodes because of what they were doing. So... That's my experience with possession. There was no vomit. There was no vomit. Just just a bunch of people screaming their heads off. Oh, no. And then that's it. It's so wild. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird because
1: the vomit was black. Like, I kid you not, it was black. I have never seen something like that in my life. And she was not nauseous. She didn't eat anything.
0: So fun fact about the vomit thing. Yeah, fun fact about oh, vomit. No, I'm uh, <laughs> um in, yeah. it was co- it was co- actually very con- common to to uh for an exorcism to end with vomiting. If the person did not vomit at the end, the demon was not expo- expelled huh. from the body.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did feel that way. it did feel like after all that was gone. It's like everything did calm down because it was it was very hot, and it was heavy. Like, you know when paranormal actors, I mean, investigators say, um, oh, like, it's it's cold here, or like it's getting cold. It was the reverse of it. It felt very yeah. hot. Like, it was... But it was, like, a very mm-hmm. humid, dense, like, uh, very uncomfortable. And... <laughs> but, hey, you know, I wrote a short story about it, so...
0: <laughs> you got some good. You got something good out of it. All right, so... Yeah. Uh, A list, a a list of brief, a brief list of recommended movies that deal with the subject of possession. In case anyone wants to go, uh, wants to see some of these, I I don't think I've seen all of them. I don't think so. Let's see. Uh, The Rite. Yeah. Constantine. The Eighth Plague. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Burnt Offerings. Fallen. Paranormal Activity. Wreck. Demons. They're Shining, mm-hmm. uh, Poltergeist, Lost Souls, Repossess, Stigmata, Amityville Horror, and Requiem. That's without mentioning yeah. all nine exorcism movies. But plus, there might be a few more. But, you know, this is the ones I found on my list. Do you find any other movies? Uh, no, I basically just found the same as you. Um,
1: I did find some different okay. books, like I, I mentioned to you before when we were like planning the episode. like A Head Full of Ghosts, My Best Friend Exorcism, Um, Mm -hmm. I guess Hell House in a way, but that's more of a haunted house thing. It's not necessarily like a possessed thing, really. Um, But yeah, uh, A Head Mm -hmm. Full of Ghosts is really creepy. It's very terrifying. Um, It is reminiscent in a way of The Exorcist, but
0: yeah. I haven't read that one yet.
1: I forgot we have the terror, of, yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, so the, <laughs> yeah, the the other the book list is the terror, by Dan Simmons. I haven't read that one. After what you told me, I might yeah. I might actually look into it and read it. Uh, Your house is on fire. Your children are all gone. By Stefan Kiesby. Keysby,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Get in trouble by Kelly Link. Yeah. Uh, come closer by Sarah Grand, A good and happy child by Justin Evans and pandemonium by Daryl Gregory besides the ones you told me. So yeah, in conclusion, what are you what are your thoughts? what are your thoughts on the on the demonic possessions for the peoples?
1: it it's funny because it, even though. <laughs> Um, you know, you obviously did an extensive research and you could have gone longer. That's, that's obvious. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at least I feel that I'm still in this gray area where we don't really know how to explain these kind of things because we could go the scientific way and, oh, this is a mental It's about mental illness and, you know, there's a way we can treat this, but then we go back to that quote, like, you know, when you start speaking Latin, how do I explain that? that my, my son didn't even know Latin existed, <laughs> you know, the, the language existed. And, you know, there's where, you know, I I put these kind of things like in the, in a very great area where we can't really, like doesn't matter what you believe, you know, there are some things you cannot explain. Yeah. And, you know, when it, it's really scary not having control of yourself and just seeing someone not being in control of themselves it's just in, in in its own way just a terrifying experience mm-hmm. so it's i don't know it's again i i wouldn't really perform an exorcism i would love to learn more i would take the classes i would i would have the title but i wouldn't really necessarily do it you know perform it that's what i mean
0: yeah because apparently mm. I suck at it. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Literally, She's like, give me that. You don't know how to read it. You For know, me,
0: think. this whole thing is... It's, like I said at the beginning, it's a universal thing, concept that connects, that binds every culture on Earth together. We all share a common belief in spirit possession. It's a very, it's a very universal thing. Yeah. The thing that influences how our taken possession goes is by our society like again societies who are more influenced by religion and stuff like that this will become more prevalent Mm -hmm. demonic entity taking over the body and affecting the person places where religion doesn't have this sort of religion as western religion what i'm referring to uh, when it doesn't have that sort of same grip or control or that sort of major influence in society, you see that possession has does actually have a beautiful, um, connection with culture. Like, you know, people start dancing and they become possessed because the spirit wants to dance through the body or they need mm-hmm. something done and the spirit goes through the body or, you know, there's unfinished business and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's also, you know, the person submits themselves to the act th- for, you know, again, uh, helping an ancestor or X or Y reason. But it, it is very interesting to see how this, this particular subject goes from one extreme to the other, just depending on where you're standing. Um, and specifically when it comes, when you, when, when you go into yeah. spare possession, like the demonic possession in itself uh, and you enter the subject of mental illness mm-hmm. and then you have all of these cases with schizophrenia and tourette syndrome and epilepsy and, like psychosis and all this other stuff you threw it all together into a bat and at the end of the day it, like again like the quote like you said like if the kid starts speaking latin is it that he learned it or is it there's something else it's 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 in that gray area at the end of the day with yeah. whether or not you know it is it is real or is it psychosis or is it cement what whatever it is it it's it's still at the end of the day uh it, uh it's it like it, i'm trying to get to the point at the end of the day it's something that you yourself have to define whether or not you believe in it or you you know seeing is believing yeah. in a case if you I guess if you see a girl whose head is spinning around again you, you'll fucking believe it exactly. <laughs> you know yeah, you have to <laughs> They, they, there was like there's a quote that I, I heard last night when I was watching the the exorcist, the, the exorcist documentary that I sent you. Uh, it's 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 a quote by the yeah. the lady who does the voice of Bazuzu. I, I couldn't remember her name I forgot to write it down and which I think it's a it's a it's a perfect quote and I think it, will, it it's a perfect quote that will um, not only it seals this this topic in itself but it, I think it will also seal us as creators within this weird paranormal horror field that we like to dip our toes into uh the quote says and i quote you enjoy the drama of being scared end quote very true
1: that's that should be our slogan (laughs) enjoying the drama of being scared
0: (laughs) That, that is our slogan actually i'm gonna that is our slogan literally i'm gonna put i'm gonna when we start making merch i'm gonna make a show yes. of that so
1: yeah it's wild it's very wild i wonder uh hopefully when this episode's up if you guys have had any experiences with any kind of exorcism or possessions let us know in our not yet existent
0: <laughs> hopefully by the time this episode's up i would have done a a, a, an instagram or twitter or something <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff that we have yet to yeah eat. yeah definitely but the logo is coming the logo yeah. is coming pretty soon so we don't have to worry so much about that that's that's coming that's coming um
1: yeah that's usually oh, oh, normally what takes the longest
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. so you know to just
0: so yeah you want to tell the people what's going to be your next subject
1: so yeah, our next subject in we we don't know when this episode is gonna get you know gonna be up uploaded, but uh, <laughs> soon it um the next episode is gonna be uh our five like top five conspiracy theory, theories you know like our our more weirdest conspiracies that either have no explanations or have explanations or. I don't know. I don't know what to expect on this one. I just hope to ha- get my mind blown. I'm still curating my list. You already have your list. You sent me your list. Hopefully, I'll, I will I can send you the list, you know, pretty soon. Um, but I'm still curating it because I want to... I, I want... Uh, this is going to sound so weird. I want to blow your mind, you know, also, you know, like... <laughs> like what the f- you know, and of course, I'm going to try not to, like... Have the same kind of category when it comes to conspiracy theories. Like I want us, I want us to have like different things, so it'll be more mm-hmm. interesting and dynamic. So yeah, I'm still creating my list, but it'll be very interesting and hopefully, just wild. Um, and this is basically what we're gonna be doing. Now we're just gonna talk about stuff that we are indeed obsessed with, and we're gonna be talking about weird stuff, horror stuff, um, creepy stuff. Cause that's you know that's our our way of coping with the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, because therapy is expensive.
1: Therapy is very expensive, so that's horror.
0: <laughs> well, it was a great, great first day. We hope to see you guys next time. And yeah. Um...